0: This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Commander 01 episode 21. Huh. And uh, I gotta say, overall, I liked this episode. Uh, while it is the tried and true formula of this uh, tournament arc going on here, as Eagle uh, Devil and some other people on Twitter have uh, have called it, um, and I kinda called that it was gonna be 10 episodes, so I, won- I wondered uh, with a little bit of. Uh, uh, trepidation that this might turn into a 10-episode arc, and it looks like it's definitely going that way, but, uh, the fact that it's been so, uh, formulaic, so much of the same, so to speak, uh, but that there's all these things going on in the background, it's been fine, uh, and I'm not gonna believe that, because if you've heard my other reviews on this, uh, you, you know, the misgivings I've had, and if you haven't, uh, you've probably some of those misgivings as well so like I said I won't belabor it but I want to say I'm impressed with the depth and complexity to this specific episode because while they did follow the formula I'm just gonna keep it trim and say that but while the formula was followed here uh, the way it was handled was really interesting we had a Matsu guy pushing and pushing harder and harder against the huma gear uh the huma gear lawyer um oh gosh i just had a anyway people were talking about uh president hot wings being the lawyer he was you know from q ranger and uh uh, i think people made jokes about phoenix right did anyone make the joke phoenix wrong he's phoenix wrong because he's the lawyer huma gear and he goes kind of berserk anyway uh i i think that's funny um but anyway uh where was i Oh, Amatsu guy pushed him really hard this time. And it was very blatant, and it was almost... Uh, whew, I don't even know. It, it was just so strange and kind of seemingly out of character. And then he kind of, you know, fights uh, <laughs> uh, Aruto. And then, uh, you know, he makes the guy go berserk, and then he goes to destroy him. Uh, like, I, I know that's been his shit. Uh I wonder exactly, like, what's behind that other than discrediting uh, hidden intelligence. I feel like there's probably something more, but, uh, that something more may actually be coming next episode because, uh, of the, you know, very end of this episode where we got to see the eyes of the gosh, shining hopper, shining assault hopper. There we go. I looked at it more carefully. I listened more carefully during the henshin this time. This form of him is shining assault Hopper, and it does say, uh, hybrid rise, among other things, but that's, like, the last thing it says before he, uh, um, he gets the suit fully formed onto him, and then, you know, goes and fights. Anyway, uh, you know, his eyes glow red, and then it looks like he's gonna go crazy, and, uh, I think Amatsu guy brings up an interesting point to Aruto, that he is like a gear where he loses control of himself, control of his emotions, and then he goes crazy, and, you know, that that's a negative thing, and while I agree that people should keep their emotions in check, and that people shouldn't attack other people, uh, if they have done nothing to them, uh, that meets the criteria for, you know, a defensive response, uh, <laughs> I don't think... Uh, like, the thing with the HumaGear where you can, like, be mean to them, and it causes them to go crazy, that your, you know, verbal abuse, basically, would cause them to go crazy, like, that's a pretty basic trigger, like, it's not difficult to not be verbally abusive to somebody. Uh, as a side note, uh, yesterday I put on, uh, Amazon Prime, no, was it Hulu? I think it was through Hulu, actually, uh, Astro Boy is on there, and, uh, been kind of watching that on and off and it's you know it fits well with zero one but anyway uh watching it and there's this concern about the robots you know going uh the, the robots with kokoro the artificial intelligence robots in this society the astro boy lives in or the astro lives in um there's this concern about them going berserk and you know if they have free will they're going to try to destroy humans and uh there's you know, it's like a you know, thinly veiled uh what would you say analogy or reference to racism i guess even though you know japan's a historically pretty racist country so i don't know why maybe tezuka was like super aggressive i don't know anyway and i don't know enough about him to say so regardless it was interesting that in that uh astro was uh being picked on by some kids they were trying to provoke him into fighting them uh they were i think they were throwing rocks at him they were definitely insulting him and he was just saying like it's not worth it like you guys don't even want me to try and um, and, and things like that, so, you know, Astro is a more developed, uh, AI, uh, I, the show is hinting at, and I don't know if these things were in the manga early or not, but, uh, Astro, uh, is, or the show Astro Wayne, by the third episode, is already hinting at, like, deeper stuff about him, uh, so I don't even know if he's, like, a full AI or what, and I'm not going to go into spoilers on that, cause I'm just supposed to be talking about Comrade Zero One, but, uh, I almost wonder, and I'm going to go back to this old uh, speculation I had before, is Aruto actually going to turn out to be some sort of super advanced um, human gear? And that's part of what Amatsu guy is trying to uncover, because uh, he knew um, he knew, uh, Grandpa Hedon, Koronosuke, right? Koronosuke uh 12 years ago. 12 years ago is when the Daybreak incident happened. 12 years ago is when supposedly uh, Aruto's human Gear father sacrificed his life to save his human son. And the idea, I think, behind that is supposed to be that his real father died. So, like, I'll just say, uh, the guy from Kikaiter, Dr. Oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, he built an Android in his a son's image and you know that son went on and raised a child who was already born but like I don't know, is it possible those memories are falsified and that Aruto is actually uh, like this next next generation he was a you know AI grandson for uh, Koronosuke cause like I don't know we never it's so weird and we've ne- we never seen the Homer anything I just think it's very interesting uh, the point that uh, Amatsugai raises to him that like hey what about you you could go berserk, too. You lose your emotions, or you lose control of yourself, and, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, these humor gears are just like you, and... Um, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting point. I liked uh, kind of how that nuance was raised. Um, and uh, that's all the stuff I enjoyed from, like, the things going on in the background. In the foreground, I really enjoyed uh, Fuwa Osamu's uh, portion Of the episode. He didn't get to do much but what he did was profound and then he sat down he broke bread or opened cans as it were with Aruto and he kind of coached him on what he's doing and he gave him pretty sage advice I would say. And the most impressive thing to me is that he had the you know abandoned Zaya spec that Aruto was clever enough to recover and I really enjoyed that bit of cleverness being in the show where It's not just, you know, yelling and powering up. Uh, He, you know, he chases after this, you know, Raid Riser, this awesome, awesome, awesome lion machine gun Raid Riser, which I will talk about more in a minute. And, you know, he sees the spec, so he says, hey, this could be important. So he drops his hinky on it, picks it up, and then he's like, hey, we need to get this investigated to figure out who this guy was. And then, you know, kind of like Apple security, supposedly the government's not supposed to be able to crack it. uh, Because... uh, I think Izu, Izu says that they're not going to be able to crack it. And then uh, Issam is like, no, nah. like, we'll do it. You know, All you got to do is do it by force, which... I won't get on a tangent about that now. Because uh, the cool thing is that he doesn't do it by force. He goes to a technical group of, of experts with the police in their cybersecurity division, who is, which is mostly staffed by Humagear, and he leverages the power and the abilities, the skills, the technique of these Humagears in order to crack this case and to help prosecute a human who had desire spec who you know had done this crime and attacked this human gear. so uh all the things leading up to um the actual sit down conversation between them were so nice because it showed the growth in isamu's character and yeah he's been off screen for a bunch uh, and then we had the cool thing with harobi and stuff but like oh, gosh it's just so satisfying to see that there's been this like slow boil uh on his character and, you know, what he thinks, what he feels, how he, uh, judges human gear And now you can see he's totally turned the corner because his, uh, resolution is, Hey, all you gotta do is teach his human gear to be smarter and, uh, not give in to, uh, you know, the pressure or whatever. Um, cause sometimes it's just too much pressure to take. Um, and, uh, you can probably tell how old I am, huh? Uh, anyway, so like that was really satisfying, really fascinating. I'm really, uh, enjoying his character development off sort of off screen I like that he's had these quieter moments with Hirobi you know interrogating him and whatnot, and how that's enabled him to see more of the reality to take a broader view of the situation and it kind of makes sense Uh, he was uh, conditioned or triggered by the trauma of Daybreak Town Uh, he got this opportunity to you know become an Avenger uh, taking down these you know Magir, and now that's all kind of stopped. He's just kind of supposed to be protecting people and he has these opportunities to talk to this, you know, Magir, basically. Hirobi's a super advanced Magir, right? We can agree to that? Anyway, and in those conversations, uh, now that they're no longer in the heat of the moment, in, uh, you know, life or death fights, he's able to think and reflect and see that there's more going on here than he first suspected and I just really love that introspection and it's it's so I think it's pretty impressive that uh that was able to be done with this character who uh you know I think is kind of a joke. Um I know a lot of people like him but I don't know why they like him and you know some people like things ironically and I just I think I have a hard time doing that. There's probably a few things I like in that way but I don't know. I'm I, I kinda of take myself too seriously so uh, I think that's hard for me to do. Teruaki Sugihara was the director of this episode. I just wanted to get that down. I looked in the Kamen con- Rider fandom wikia, and it said that there were no uh, entries on him. I'm pretty sure uh-huh. listening to Cast Rx, um, or maybe Laser Knees, I've heard the name Teruaki Sugihara. So, uh, I mean, I guess he's a Sentai director, but I don't know for sure. I'm not going to fact-check that right now. i got to get going in a minute anyway. But I just wanted to mention... Uh, and before I mention about the directing, how awesome that was, and kind of talk about that for a minute, um, I want to mention how um, this episode was written by Yu Takashi. So, at least I know that. Um, that's good to confirm. Uh, and I guess it explains why it was so well-written. Because I definitely think uh, I enjoy the guy's writing. Anyway, uh, the directing in this episode was absolutely awesome. Uh, I want to make a GIF of something and put it up. I, I, might, I might not. Who knows? Uh, but there's this awesome thing where... You know uh samu's got his assault wolf going and he like runs in he slides and he shoots at the lion uh raid riser and it just looks friggin' awesome uh like i can't believe how good it looks (laughs) and all the fights look so good and it was so inventive and he's this machine gun line i don't know if y'all have ever seen uh v3 but there's uh i think all the villains they fight are like machine or like piece of equipment animal so there's like machine gun snake and um we got machine gun line here and uh gosh it's a, it's a beauty to behold uh I have a tiny tiny complaint which I think some of the suit might be uh based on Leo Arts uh or the Leo horoscope from Forze uh, cause he's got like the long you know train or whatever not train but like a full skirt like a like a robe or long jacket hanging down and like the design the pattern on it's cool but just like it's not really necessary he's got the mane you've got the huge mane you can leave him like svelte and then have the mane kind of like uh what was his name mezul from uh oz i know he wasn't specifically a lion; he was just like you know generic you know big cat or whatever but still um was that mezul or was mezul the water one i can't remember anymore uh i think mezul was the water one and uh the cat guy i'm thinking about from oz it's like Kazari or something like that. Anyway, doesn't matter. You know who I'm talking about if you do, and if you don't, you can look it up. Oh, the you know cat guy, uh cat greed. Anyway. Um, yeah, man, that line looked freaking fantastic. I loved uh just how dynamic the fight was, it was so intense. Uh Aruto in you know, hyper hybrid grasshopper whatever <laughs> was like just like this is the best showing for that suit. Uh, and for that suit actor yet, and, uh, like, I'm pretty sure it's probably the same suit actor, um, you know, who's the up-and-comer. He's, you know, taking over for Sage Takawa, and, uh, man, like, the range, I don't know, maybe they've had him stepping up things slowly, because, um, Mr. Caucus, Five Horns, dude, Thouser was, like, pretty darn impressive, but, uh, I kind of think that, uh, got to be impressive, um, just because he's a new guy, new suit, new toys, or whatever, but, uh, man, um, are and, like, Zero One was kind of, like, very much in the background for a few episodes there, but he's coming back with a vengeance, and, uh, just, like, everything is, is on point, and I love how, how good it all looks, and, you know, the, kind of, well, anyway, I thought it was a nuanced narrative, but it was sandwiched in between, like, really great fights, and I'm sure that helped, to uh, keep me going but like i was legitimately super excited watching this episode uh because the action directing was so darn good anyway i had a lot of fun talking about this episode but i really uh, do have to wrap it up here so uh gosh i'm looking forward to the next episode oh i went to watch the next episode preview which i rarely do and i thought wow this you know this last couple seconds of the episode was really interesting i wonder what's going to show in the preview and it was basically nothing. Like, I was pretty disappointed. Uh, so, that's too bad. Anyway, uh, MG Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, my website. Check out mjmunoz.com for my other review series. We've got another writer cast where I sample all the common writers from Kuga to Zio, all the Heisei era common writers from Zio, or Kuga to Zio. Uh, I also have. King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, where I talk about Mobile Fighter G-Gun every single episode. I have uh, Going Ultra, where I discuss Ultraman. I'm basically an Ultraman, I mean, I'm not really an Ultraman noob anymore. I'm not like super deep into it, but I really enjoyed what I've seen so far, and I've uh, talked about and reviewed it. Um, Got SSSS.Gridman, got the uh, Netflix uh, Ultraman series, and also uh, Ultrafight Galaxy New Generation Heroes. Uh, there's also Swing Through Comics you can find over there, uh, which is also a, a YouTube channel where I talk about comic books, uh, specifically Marvel, or particularly Marvel, but there's other stuff sprinkled in there, like I did a review of uh, Shitaru Ishinomori's Skullman uh, in honor of uh, his birthday, which uh, passed recently. Um, interesting fact, he died three days after his birthday. I think it's interesting. Anyway, love what I do, want to support me? My coffee and Redbubble accounts have you covered. Relevant links below. Uh, Oh, I also want to mention that I do do writing projects over on my website as well, ngmounios.com, so you can find those there. Um, If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment, subscribe, and ring that bell to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout henchin to be a hero.